All right, welcome to the flip turn. Charlie, how are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. Uh, today was my last swim before the uh, the national masters meet on Sunday. Yeah, no, it's uh, well, we've been chatting up a little bit as you approach the meet and going over techniques and and whatnot. Um, so it's it's fun that the meet is finally here. I know there's been a lot of anticipation. And it's been really fun to to see you you uh, start to enjoy the sport and dive into it. Um, so, so uh, for those that don't know, um, I'm Charlie, and and this is my co-host on the Flip Turn, Jeff, and we became buddies actually on on call here on Colin, um, and uh, and I I've been swimming my whole life and uh, and swam in, in college and Jeff has been uh, picked up the sport fairly recently and now is has inspired me to to want to get back into it a little bit um so jeff why don't why don't you share a little bit about what kind of your your motivation for what motivated you to get into swimming um and if you had any any experience before and just a little bit of your your swimming swimming story yeah absolutely um i'm excited for this and and uh, it really is the rookie and the old pro for, you know, to, to cue in folks. Charlie definitely uh, has been a huge help on my swimming journey, which is just getting started. Um, so I, you know, I always liked swimming as a kid, but never really uh, was, was was any good, anything like that. And uh, I'd say, you know, the first kind of foray was was uh, my first apartment building out of out of college. Had a, had a pool that I would go try to swim laps in, and, and I was just terrible. I mean you know, swim with my head out of water, just trying to breathe, like basically doggy paddling. And then, um, kind of fast forward a few years and probably like 2018, 2019, um, I was training for a marathon and, uh, it got to the point where my left knee, um, like I, I would just, after runs, like I, I, I couldn't even walk the next day. Um, and so I finally went to see a doctor who, uh, basically told me that I have this thing called CMP. I think it's called the chrono my uh, patel or something, which is basically a, a fancy way of saying that there's not much cartilage left in my, uh, in my left knee because of, uh, just the bone on bone, um, way that it was just, you know, it was just wearing it down. And unfortunately cartilage doesn't really, uh, grow back. Um, there's actually, I think a few startups that might be like biotech or startups trying to work on this, but, uh, it doesn't really grow back, so um, I couldn't run for almost a year, and that's when I got serious about going to a pool. Uh, and so, for swimmers, uh, you know, actual swimmers that are listening, this is gonna be pretty funny. Is you know, like I would show up to this pool, and it's a 50, 50 meter Olympic sized pool um, in DC, and you know, I'd go pretty early in the morning, and there's all these legit swimmers there, and I was there rocking uh, like board shorts and like $10 goggles from, you know, could have been like from Nickelodeon for all, for all I know. And, uh, and basically just kind of like watched videos and, and kind of eventually taught myself how to, uh, you know, get the normal breathing down. Um, had a, had a couple friends locally that, you know, teach me about a little bit. And, um, and that was kind of like the, the point where I really got into it. Uh, and I was swimming like a few times a week. Um, at that point, but was still, you know, not terribly serious. And then COVID hit, I didn't swim for probably 18 months. 
Um, but I moved down to Austin, Texas, and I knew that the pool at UT was, uh, you know, world class. I always kind of like, regardless of swimming talent, thought that pools were uh, just really cool things, I guess you could, you could call them. And so uh, I went and, and tried out for the, the master's team there. Um, and the coach, uh, Whitney, who's a, an Olympian in 96 in Atlanta, is just an absolutely world-class, I mean, across all the coaches I've had uh, playing sports in the past. Uh, she, she's definitely one of the best, if not the best, and uh, has definitely helped me. And about two months ago, it came out that there was a, you know, the National Masters Tournament. And for those of you who don't know, Masters Swimming is it's kind of like semi-competitive adult swimming. Like some people take it really seriously, some people don't. Um, uh, there's a, a national tournament, uh, or I'm sorry, meet, meet. I got to learn that uh, in uh, this coming up this weekend and about two months ago, um, you know, the coach Whitney was asking people to sign up and I thought, you know, what the hell, this would be a good forcing function uh, for me to actually go, um, you know, more often and, uh, and actually be competitive. So over the last few months, like really trying to fine tune everything from, uh, you know, learning how to dive in to uh you know fine tuning my strokes um has been has been a uh, a really fun journey and I, uh, I i'm i'm really just getting started here so that's my journey let's <laughs> let's uh let's hear about yours charlie because you you swam at stanford which is you know the pr- premier program in division one <laughs> yeah well I, th- I thought of about like five different episode topics while we while you were giving your back backstory <laughs> from from uh, swim swimming, I guess swim fashion from swim trunks to speedos and jammers and high tech suits, um, to uh, you know diving in technique and tryouts. So that was a that was a good one. Thank you for for the background. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm just reading the the live chats. Um, <clears throat> yeah, my background. I mean, I've been swimming my whole life really i should have should have added the the room episode photo um got a got a few pics for me in like diapers doing a little uh a little dive into the pool um i'm from the east bay bay area in california and there's a very very strong and rich um cult, like just aquatics culture and and people grow up in the summers in the pools and and uh and so learned how to how to swim from a very early age, I have two older sisters and they, they really, they love to swim. And so they really helped introduce me to the pool and, and whatnot. Um, and competitive summer swimming is in, in California and, and in the Bay area is, is, uh, is it's a very, it's pretty competitive in the summers. Um, and so I had great coaches and, and, uh, and whatnot. And so, it was just always, it was always, my summers were always swimming. Um, and I also, I also did play water polo, um, and played water polo at Stanford as well, but we'll focus just on, on swimming. Um, but yeah, and had a, had a, um, my strokes growing up were kind of, I, I swam a little bit of everything. So I did IM, which is for those that don't know the individual medley and that's butterfly backstroke, breaststroke and freestyle. Um, and, uh, and I just, I, I just loved it because it was, it was fun because all of my friends were doing it too. So, um, you know, we were definitely little knuckleheads and, and practices were, were fun. And, and so, um, 
I just, I just loved being with my friends and in uh, the California sunshine. And so that's what, what drew me to the pools. Um, and, uh, yeah, swam in, in high school. Um, I went to a, a small high school called Miramani high school that has a very, very strong aquatics legacy. Um, there's a lot of water polo Olympians. There's been several, several, uh, several swimming Olympians. Um, and, uh, and we had a great, a great coach, um, Donnie Heidery, and actually his brother coached our, our, uh, our rival in high school, which was cool. They also had a, a club, um, together for, for year round swimming. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had a, had a, my senior year of high school, just one notable race, um, is, was a, uh, I swam the, the breaststroke in high school and, um, in our little California section meet, we had three, three breaststroker, three, three, uh, breaststrokers in the, the men's hundred yard breaststroke that all got under the, the national record time, which was a pretty cool event just in, uh, in us swimming in, in 2013. So, um, yeah, then went off to, to Stanford and, um, played water polo and swam there freshman year, which was definitely a doozy. Um, uh, and that I didn't, didn't do both for all four years, but, uh, then focused on just swimming sophomore year. Um, and, uh, we can, we can maybe turn that into an episode talking about, about what that was like. Um, oh, but, yeah. uh, yeah. And it definitely took a toll on my body. Um, going to going back to your point about injuries and uh, cartilage I've had surgeries on both of my hips um, and my right shoulder all of them were from torn labrums which is kind of the cartilage between your hip or shoulder ball and the socket that it goes into and just enough wear and tear and you can you can uh, you tear that cartilage and then it's just bone on bone and very very painful um, you know you're waking up in your sleep every night and, and, uh, can hardly walk. So, um, that was, that was quite, quite an experience. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so I, after graduating and, and swimming competitively and playing water polo, I, I didn't really have much of an urge to jump back into the pool for a few years. So I'm very excited to be doing this show with, with you, Jeff, uh, because <laughs> I think it'll help to, to inspire me to start to get back into the pool and, and, uh, pick something up that I've really loved. And that's been a big part of my life. So thank you for this encouragement. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely the subtext here is we're going to get you back in the pool. Um, when is the last time that you, that you actually went for a swim, like a, a swim laps at least? Yeah. Swim laps. Um, let's see. Probably, probably a month ago. Um, there's a gym that I go to here in New York City that just has a nice, nice, uh, nice lap pool, and I'll go in every once in a while. But um, you know, every once in a while, being maybe once every three months or so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I definitely should should do it more regularly. It's I think it's just one of the best, most efficient, and healthy workouts out there, uh, especially if you got hips hip problems or knee problems or whatnot um so yeah it's been it's been a while um but i'm i'm definitely very excited um 
So yeah, I've got how, I've got a note. Oh, I, I was sorry, gonna say go how 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 did you hurt your hips? Because the shoulder I get like shoulder if I swim, you know, five days in a row or something like that. That, that, that I the shoulder definitely starts clicking. Um, but the hips, I don't I don't. Uh, you, you must have been swimming like fifty thousand yards a week or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely periods of that. But no, the hip the hips are. Um, it's actually, so it's for breaststrokers, it can be, be common, but a lot of it is, it's much more common amongst water polo players, uh, with egg beater and, and, uh, and the kind of figure eight motions that you're doing with your, your legs to tread water. But it's, it's a combination really of like genetics within the movement and motion of the sport. So, um, so the genetics being what's called hip impingements. So your hip is a ball and socket joint. Um, so if you like, you know, clench your right fist into a, like a, you know, a, <laughs> if you can't clench your right hand into a fist and then your left hand, you kind of cover it, you've got your ball and socket. You can imagine your, your hip ball um, not being as round as it should be. And so that sort of creates like a sandpaper like surface that uh, is more, has a little bit more friction and then you combine that with the motion of the sport. So breaststroke kick or egg beater. Um, and you've got like this sandpaper like, uh, surface rubbing up against your cartilage in your hip ball. And the friction there just grinds away at all of the cartilage, um, until there's no cartilage left. And, and then it's just bone on bone. And that's where, um, that's when you have a, a torn labrum. Labrum is essentially like the it's it's cartilage in your hip ball that that uh, allows the the ball and socket to move smoothly. And you have this in you know your knees and your shoulders and your hips. Um, but uh, the hips are that was def, that was a, a a combo of of genetics with sport. And on our water polo team, there were probably you know there was probably one one athlete every year or so that, that had to, to, uh, to have the surgery and, and long recovery and whatnot. Um, but it was nice at, you know, at Stanford, they treated athletes very well. If it's a, if it's an injury that's due to the sport, then, you know, it's, it's fully taken care of and you get great, you know, great doctors and great physical therapists and, and, uh, and whatnot. And it's actually, I'm very happy that, that I had those surgeries, then, um, it, you're, you're younger, your body, your body is able to heal, heal much, uh, much more effectively, um, versus if, you know, if you wait until you're older and, and you've got other, other stuff too, then, you know, the, the healing is going to be a little bit more difficult. So, uh, in retrospect, it was all, it was all, you know, very positive And I'm happy that, that, uh, I had those those surgeries done versus continuing to to kind of just push through with it um but uh yeah so that was that was the experience with the hips yeah i i, I definitely wonder you know with my knee like I, I really still you know that was like four years ago or three years ago and uh i, I still can't really run more than like 100 and 125 miles a month is like the, the very very much like the upper bound um and i i do wonder like i just don't want to have the surgery but uh i do i do kind of wonder if like uh 
that it, that would be worth it to get over that. But um, yeah, that's pretty wild. They did not really realize you could hurt your your hips swimming. I guess water polo makes a lot of more sense. But um, I yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's it's common with basketball players where you've got sharp cuts, um, soccer players as well. You know, if you're just your your body oftentimes just overworked, um, then then it can be it's it's rough and very taxing. Um, why don't we uh, let's we, let's take this uh, this call from Johnny and then we can get back back to the conversation. So, Johnny, what's uh, what's on your mind? Hey, Charlie. Hi. Hey, can I ask you, uh, what, what did you major in in Stanford? I majored in a, it's a program called Science and Technology Studies. It's a broad interdisciplinary humanities program um, with a, sort of a, a focus on technology. Oh, okay. So your injuries then were the result of uh, uh, swimming as an athlete? I mean, your surgeries? Yeah, yeah, they were they were uh, definitely it was it was it was a mixture of both genetics and then sport. So, you know, without one, you know, might have been all right, but the sport definitely contributed to it and in the wear and tear on your body. Okay. So, uh, gotta tell you, I'm a truck driver. I'm 61 years old. I've been driving a truck now for about four years, and I get this uh, about you know knowing about the trucking industry. I thought to myself, man. Cool, dude. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna drive a truck and then I'm gonna take two hours in the morning and I'm gonna hit the local YMCA and hit the swimming pools there, you know, and do my things. Yeah, well, that don't work. Truck driving <laughs> don't work that way. But yeah. I missed a hell out of swimming. Uh, I got into swimming in the late '80s. I was working for a uh, a defense contractor in Dallas Fort Worth area, and mm-hmm. uh, I recall uh, I, you know it was a little bit heavy back then. Uh, and I recall having to place in a bet with my buddies, you know, my coworkers, uh, on who could lose the most weight. And at the time, I was getting into Cliff Sheets' Lean Bodies program. Uh, I think it was the first book that talked about, I think, what they call ketosis, that sort of thing. Uh, cutting the carbohydrates at night, eating a lot of leafy, leafy vegetables, you know, a lot of calories, that sort of thing. And I thought, well, you know what? Uh, how, how am I going to lose weight? Well, I'm going to do the Cliff Bodies thing. And then I got. I thought, oh, what, what, what can I do for exercise? You know, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try swimming. So I, uh, I uh, joined the local swim park and started doing that. And uh, like uh, Jeff, I had to watch a lot of YouTube videos and just a lot of trial and error. And you know, uh, I was really proud of myself. I could swim actually the whole length of a pool, you know, and and then take less than two minutes rest before I started to swim the, the backside, the back end, you know, to go back. So it was a slow process, but I was making progress as I went along, you know. And I thought there's two things I wanted to ask you about. Well, first of all, um, you know, working out first thing in the morning without eating, you know, not eating breakfast and just going to the gym and working out, not eating carbohydrates late at night, you know. And uh, getting out of the pool, I recall it was the coolest coolest, neatest feeling to get out of the pool and actually feel feel the, the fat burning in my abdomen. I mean, it was freaking weird. I mean, it tingled and it burned and it's like, man, I'm really freaking, you know, I'm getting here. So here, here's the question. Am I crazy or 
do you actually sweat underwater? I swear to God, man, I was sweating. I was sweating swimming. Is that true? Is that what do you think? Uh, I I would let uh, Charlie take the, uh, the 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 technical answer on that one, and then I'll I'll provide some commentary because I, I don't know the actual answer. I assume yes, but okay. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're definitely sweating when you're underwater and and uh, and grinding away. It definitely doesn't feel like it sometimes, but um, you're. I mean, you're you're working away, and your your body is has got to perspire, and so you're sweating for sure. Um, I definitely definitely feel you on on some of those those early mornings when you get out of the water um, and. That's the getting over. I mean, getting in the water even sometimes is is even harder. But uh, I mean, sometimes in the morning, you know, we, we would be, we uh, our coaches would be yelling at us to jump in, jump in, and we just we couldn't until until uh, until we had to. But getting over that hump is tough. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, but you know when it's cold, and then let me ask you, you guys. Um, what did you experience during the pandemic? Were you swimming during the pandemic? When I would go, just recently, right? You know, because I, I go whenever I get, I get a chance. But, you know, it, it got to the point where they're telling us, no, you know, we're gonna, you're going to have to schedule a day ahead or, you know, three days ahead, you know, only for an hour, you know, that sort of thing. Whereas before, you just walk in the gym and do your thing and walk out. Was that, was that something you experienced as well? I, I did not swim during the pandemic. No. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't swim either. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I tried for a little short time, uh, and that's what I experienced. So, um, yeah, you know, and then thunderstorms. Thunderstorms. If it's a rainy day out there and it's thundering, they don't let you in the pool. You know. So I thought that was kind of, kind of, kind of rough. Those are actually some of my favorite times to swim when it's when you're just in a in a rough storm and you got hail or or whatnot. It definitely yeah. Once once there's thunder and and uh, and lightning, it's it gets a little sketchy, but um, it, it definitely mixes it mixes it up. Yeah, I uh, I think it. I'm, I'm not a really big person. I think it really helped me in my lungs. You know, because it sort of like expanded my lungs. I feel like. Uh, practicing the breathing was the hard part. Uh, it took a while, but after a while, I got—I was really proud of myself. You know, nonstop swimming back and forth, you know, for 20, 30 minutes. And, uh, it, it did for me also get to the point where I, I just couldn't do it every day. Like I, I, I started to feel the pain, in my shoulders, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, I love swimming. I love it. You know, I hope to do it again uh, someday in the future. So. Thanks for, thanks for giving me yeah. a minute. Yeah, no, thanks, absolutely. Johnny. Th- thanks for following the show. We're looking forward to, to uh, just to future episodes and interacting. Hopefully this can motivate you to start swimming again. Yeah, you know, quit this truck driving job. That's what you do. <laughs> thanks, guys. There we go. Uh, so, so one thing that's interesting that he's talking about was uh, how he felt felt good coming out of the water, and um, the one thing that I I, I mean I, I certainly agree with that. I don't think there's 
anything that is that really matches uh the the high from swimming um even like the runner's high i don't i don't think matches it and i i think the biggest part is probably the what's what's called the mammalian diving reflex if i'm saying that right which i, I think pretty much just like uh lowers your heart rate and decreases the size of your blood vessels in order to preserve oxygen and it starts putting uh it starts putting all the blood towards your like central organs um and actually it's like it's it's immediate so the whole thing about like splashing water in your face when you're nervous to like lower your heart rate is is actually scientific um and the last the last thing i'll say on that is is uh the hundred which uh i am swimming uh this weekend the hundred is where um because you know it's it's it says that it, it pulls blood from you know your extremities is I, I I want your opinion on this, but if the last twenty five of the hundred, I swear my feet are just like completely numb, like I can't feel them, and I don't know if that's because I'm just out of oxygen or uh, or, or from that like pulling my body pulling the blood into the the central organs. I'm not sure, um, or I'm not doing something right, but. Uh, at the end of that, it's like my feet are basically like tingling. It's it's a weird sensation. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's well, th- that's one of the the beauties about swimming is just it gets blood pumping throughout your whole body, and and you're working, you know, you're working your big muscles, you're working your small muscles. Like it really is is taking your full effort and full body to uh to you know, in, in most strokes as well. And so, um, just the, the, uh, from a physiological perspective, like, I, I don't know if there's anything that's, that's quite as good for a full body, uh, full body workout. Um, and in terms of, I mean, I think swimming is, is one of the best, I just is one of the best ways to reach like that flow state, um, and maybe we can, we can have an episode on that as well. But, um, you know, I think part of it is you're underwater, so you're tuning out all this noise and it's just, just you. And, um, and so you're able to reach this, this flow state, um, just, I think much more, much more efficiently. Um, and when you get in that flow state, man, it's, it's the best feeling really ever. And, um, you're just knocking on all cylinders and, and, uh, and, and so I think part of that is the, uh, your, your body's physiological response as well. Um, in that, whether it's like the, uh, the, the oxygen intake, um, and you're just in the zone. So, um, I, I mean, it's, I don't know if there's, or what, what do you think are other activities or or sports or exercises that that compete with that i mean i don't i don't think any i mean i i uh why well, i i would want to know like too do you do you feel like you you reach that even on a on, on short course because for me i really can't uh zone out and like lose track of time unless uh it's long course yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely can, uh, reach that in, in short course. I mean, not that I've reached this, like the flow state at all in the past, like, like really, I don't know, like six years or so, but, um, 
I, w- I was able to in short course. But I do think, yeah, I think it is easier in long course when you got a 50-meter pool and you're able to stretch out and get into a rhythm. Um, but you can still still get into that rhythm on a 25-yard or 25-meter. It's just it's a different type of rhythm when you add the walls into it and whatnot. Um, and uh, and you were mentioning, uh, well, we, I guess this was the the – we'll talk about walls and and turns and dives and whatnot in another episode but once you get your your turns down um that doesn't really impact that flow as much so uh it's a little bit easier and doesn't disrupt it yeah i was that that was probably my thought and uh for for listeners this show is is pretty much ironically named the flip turn because i've yet to master a flip turn and uh we're getting there so that's uh yeah we're getting there we're getting there um but yeah to answer your question i mean i think running for me at least like comes the closest to to getting there but even then it's it is it's hard to just like zone out um because i do think that the the uh the fact that you can't hear anything is 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 way underrated um, in terms of a benefit, I remember when I first started swimming, I was like, "Oh, it sucks! Like, I really need to find some waterproof headphones or something like that." And then slowly came to realize that uh, that's actually uh, a feature, not a bug. Totally, yeah, I I I hundred percent agree. And I've used a few different brands of those underwater headphones, and and uh, I just. I didn't really like them. It's it's nice in theory, but once you're actually underwater and and whatnot, it impacts your strokes and and underwater and and uh, you're always like kind of making sure that they don't fall out. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so Jeff, you mentioned a little at the start. You've got this this masters meet coming up. Um, so why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about about the meet? And when it is, what your events are, um, and how you're preparing for it. Yeah, so it's the uh, it's 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 the national championships of of masters, which uh, I I do not qualify for. But uh, given the fact that it's it's uh, in San Antonio, um, it's uh, you can anyone anyone in the masters can sign up and, and do some events. So. Uh, you know, given those those reason I, reasons I gave earlier, uh, definitely wanted to sign up and, and give it a go. Uh, so I'm swimming the the 500 free, 100 free, 200 breast, and might be doing a uh, a 200 free relay. That's uh, TBD based on on how many people from uh, from our squad are going. And uh, in terms of preparation, I mean, I I definitely ramped up my swimming not as much as uh, as I would have liked. Um, I definitely did not get in the pool as much as I would have liked, which would basically have been every day. Uh, basically got there, I don't know, anywhere from like three to six times a week, uh, over the last few months and really tried to work on, um, you know, basically like the, the, my weak points, which are, you know, the kick, like if you put me, I, I just, you know, over the last couple weeks, I basically got to the point where uh, if you gave me a kickboard and no fins, I can, I can, I can basically like kick my way like somewhat decently quick a- across the pool. 
Um, like probably takes me two minutes to do, to kick a 50 with that. So when you think about it, uh, and I was like, before that I was, I was just straight up kicking in place, um, with a kickboard, like with fins, it's, it's, it's easy. Um, but the whole, apparently like if you, if you come from a running background, your ankles are super inflexible, which is the exact mm. opposite of what you want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, so when you think about it, like the entirety of my stroke was basically at least freestyle. I actually have a somewhat decent, um, breast kick, but freestyle was like entirely mm-hmm. coming from my upper body. Um, so I think that that is, is definitely going to be a huge help specifically for the 500. Um, and yeah, learning, totally learning how to dive is, is the other big one. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta, the, the dive is, is huge. Uh, I mean, we'll get into that in future episodes, but it's, it's really the, the dive and, and the turns and the underwaters and, and, uh, you know, your head positioning when you're, when you take a breath and the little things like that at, uh, at the higher level are really what, what, uh, what separate, you know, separates a, a first from second or third place. Um, so those little things add up and, and, uh, until you, you start to think about it in much more technical terms and, and, you know, the drag and the resistance, your, your body positioning in the water. Um, like when I was in, in growing up and even in high school, like I never really thought about these things. And then once you, you know, got, once I got to college and thinking about, about these things, um, it all, it, it started to, I mean, it all makes sense. I just didn't really think about that, but those little things add up for sure. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I'm pumped for, I'm pumped for, for the meet and seeing how, how you do and how your team does. Um, I've probably got some, some friends that'll be there as well. Uh, cause that's, that's, I mean, that's the, the kind of the culmination for master swimmers. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. There's like, you know, I think a few people actually on my, my team, although there, there are many lanes away, uh, that, that swam in college. So I think, <laughs> you know, it's going to be cool to see people actually like really good at the pinnacle of the sport. But I think what you said about the details is actually like really important. And what has kind of like drawn me into swimming, which is that it is the attention to detail and it is the just kind of like, it's really the discipline that it takes to become a good swimmer. And I think that's, that's probably the best word, at least from my vantage point. And, you know, like the one, probably my favorite commercial of all time is the Michael Phelps one where, you know, he's like freezing in, he's like freezing after getting out of the pool and he's swimming in that like endless pool and it shows him like slapping the water. And it just, it's, it's like 90 seconds that basically summarizes like, this is how hard you have to work. And it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually in it where you realize that it's, it's almost like a golf swing where it's like, it's super, super easy to say what to do and then incredibly hard to actually go execute on it. And the only variable is, is, is really, I mean, obviously there's like natural talent and stuff like that. Like I don't have a seven foot wingspan um, and all that good, good stuff. But um, the only variable is, is really just like, the time that you put in, which comes down to discipline and, you know, the, 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 the attention to detail is obviously like the use of time. 
And uh, I think that that's what, what makes it really compelling because the other reason why I wanted to do this was I know my times are going to be garbage, uh, which we can quickly predict if you'd like. Uh, they're going <laughs> to be terrible. Uh, but I wanted to document the journey so that, you know, if I do this next year um, or whenever I, I enter another meet, I can look back and be like, wow, that's, 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 you could put a, a tangible number on like rate of change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And being able to see that progress is something that you can be really proud of as well and makes you, you feel good and, um, and makes all the, the hard work and, and uh, what Johnny was saying, the early mornings and, you know, when you're freezing right. outside, it makes it worth it. Uh, any pursuit, really, you're just, you want to master the craft. And so, you know, being able to to see that any any sort of progress is, is I mean, you're not a, you might not be a master, but you're in the pro, you're, you're in that process of, of mastery. So, um, yeah, should we go over, go over, make some predictions? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I, I definitely want to set the bar low here, um, you know, which 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 has like a, which is a double edged sword because if I don't hit it, then you know it's even worse. So uh, <laughs> I, I would like to I would like to break uh, ten minutes on the five hundred. I would mm-hmm. like to break eighty seconds on the hundred, and uh, I'm not really sure that the, the two hundred breast, I guess three minutes. I, I, I really have no conception just because the biggest problem for me is like the breathing because I, mm. you know, I, I run out of air and then it's like a significant decline, um, after a certain period of time. And like, I, that doesn't happen with breasts cause you breathe every stroke. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, maybe three minutes. So, I'm, I'm not really sure. I've got a, I've got a few questions and okay. these, these are, uh, these are, are more, more detail oriented one are you going to be wearing a cap yes yes two are you going to shave well i shaved my beard today i'm not i i i think shaving the body is a is a is a bridge too far really see that that might that might uh might impact the time how much time would that actually take off though we're talking like less than a second all right (laughs) You never know. I mean, how did how did your how did your your face feel going through the water without the beard? It felt it felt nice. Did it feel smooth? Yeah. You know, like that. It, it's a mixture of the. It's 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 more of a psychological thing um, than it is than it is actually hair like dragging you. But uh, yeah, so so that that could uh, I would definitely recommend recommend a shave um <laughs> noted, noted and and also uh what's what uh what suit are you rocking uh so i actually i ended up getting the one that uh, i sent you which was the i think it's like vanquisher jammer by speedo so it's like a oh yeah that's a good like one intro tech suit type type deal um yeah and i wore it today for the first time and uh definitely felt fast in it for sure yeah so I wear a no, drag suit every time, every practice. So, yeah. Oh, going going from a drag suit to that, you'll feel really good. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I'll feel fast. That's all that counts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we've got your times. Um, maybe maybe our next episode we do we do as a little recap, and we can 
we can go over the times and recap the meet. And uh, this was a this was a fun first episode. I really had a blast. We had some audience participation, and uh, and covered a lot of different topics. Um, and we have a lot of a lot of ideas for future content as well. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a lot to to talk about here, um, and hopefully we we garner a little a little audience in the swimming community. Um, mm-hmm. Last thing I'll, I'll say is we did have one note from uh, from someone who wrote in, and the question was, when I first began swimming, was it a challenge or was it a breeze? It was definitely a challenge. Is the answer? So I'll leave leave the audience with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, but. That'll that'll make it feel even better. Exactly. All right, Jeff. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for for pushing this and throwing this idea out. Had a really fun first episode. Excited for for uh, for the next one. And and thanks for everyone for listening in. And Jeff, wishing you the best of luck at at uh, at the meet. And hope you swim fast. All right. Thanks, Charlie. We'll recap next week. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone.